Welcome to GeekCast Live, a production of Violent Press. It's a trap! Everybody, welcome to episode three. Who knew why he called himself the Duke of Donkey Sauce? <laughs> oh, that's a low blow. The Geekcast Live podcast. You I'm your host it. GCR, and with me, as always. Oh, oh I, I'm Rob's not yeah, here. Yep, I'm yeah. not Rob Base. And Cartoon Joe. Whoa. From right. over there. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, come out from under the bed. Am I under the bed now? Is that- yeah. Oh, my like God. You're, yeah. You're cuckling yourself. God damn it. Talking to the other end of your microphone. I'm, I'm, only t- I'm talking to the only end of my microphone that's available to me. Turn the throttle up. Turn it up? That seems yeah. like too much. There you go. That's nice. More, that's better. nice. Yeah, dude, you're on silent. Like, you're, you're quiet. No, you're better now. You're better now. That's so weird. Yeah, stay with that. I have the gain all the way up. Well, that's yeah, perfect. But that's but where it needs but to your be. Sex appeals at eleven now. Yeah, you are. You are great. Speaking <laughs> of sex appeal, it hurts at eleven or just voice. regular. <laughs> when no, I say uh, sex appeal at eleven, do you think Spinal Tap or I'm I'm shilling for the evening news? Wow, Ooh. what a great game! News I shill did. or Spinal Tap. Well, no, like, it's like, like, it's like, it's like, like playing death metal or cheese. Sex appeal at 11. Or... Yeah, no, I'm with you. Sex appeal at okay. 11. Uh-huh. I'm with you. The, right. These streets are dirty in a new investigative hit piece. <laughs> Sex appeal at 11. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or Joe's sex appeal is one louder. Yeah. Joe, seriously, give me like a, give me like a, like a, I'm Horatio Sands, and this is the Channel 7 News. I'm Horatio Sands, and this is the Channel 7 News. Yeah, but this time, don't lick the mic. Just like, (laughs) give it. You were really inside the mic. Maybe bring the game down a little bit. I've already almost halved it. Have it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Horatio Sands, and you're watching Channel 11. That was it. That was it right there. I like it. I like it. That's a good, whatever yeah, that is. You're one pinky in the bum away from... Like a, like a, a good date night. Yeah. Like you're, you're there. Mm-hmm. Dinner was great. The movie was um, fun for both parties. She didn't think she'd like it. Ended up liking it a lot. Mm-hmm. See, yep. right, yeah, right there, you were humming on it, but before you were like kind of using your teeth, and they don't, the, the chicks aren't into that. So <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I've read, I don't know, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I had a mad magazine. So, right. I learned to pleasure favorite? a woman via Alfred E. Newman. Wow. That is just a long a show wordy. title, but I feel yeah. like it needs. How do you abbreviate that? <laughs> What's the acronym for that, real quick, Joe? <laughs> I wasn't paying enough attention. I L H T P A W A T T 
A E N. <laughs> I don't feel like I said that many words. Yeah, you said I learned how to pleasure a woman thanks to Alfred E. Newman. Oh, I did say it. I just said all of it. Yeah. So what's the acronym pronounced like? I can't do it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'd have to. I should have written that down. Yeah, it's I like, thought you were. It's like Elithopacampus or something. That's it. My guy. Well, cuddling a campus. Is That's Newman the part of your brain that uh, that teaches you how to fist fight. Alfred E. Newman. Alfred E. Newman's Kinsey Manual. That's what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it better. It's funny because right in the middle of it, there's a big long page. And if you fold it together in a weird way, it makes a whole different picture. And it's a little crazy. It's the inside of a cantaloupe. I was thinking it was one of those like uh, Garden of Eternal Delights, Hieronymus Bosch. Like, this is just a pencil We're drawing. We're so weirdly of a beach on theme. the same page right now. I, I know, isn't it weird? <laughs> you felt it too. Yeah. And they only printed like a thousand copies of the manual, and and so you don't really know when you buy it if you got one of the five hundred where the white crow wins. Or one of the 500 where Black Crow wins. Um, I know which exactly. Is, I, which you're is my talking, favorite part about it. You're talking spy versus spy. Yeah. Um, I'm a Black Crow guy, but you know I'm I'm hard to handle now, as we know. Cast the movie. What's that? Who plays White Spy? Who plays Black Spy? Uh, uh well, Black Spy is obviously Pete Davidson. And uh, White Spy is Kanye. probably no. We're not giving him any money or airtime. Uh, let's well, go if, with if, if Black Spy is a white guy, White Spy has to be a black guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking probably Terry Crews. Ooh, I would watch. So, can you imagine seeing a movie poster Spy versus Spy, and it just and then it says uh, Cruz Davidson? I kind of I kind of would subscribe to that. Yeah, I would too. It's, it, I would it's too. definitely worthy of Hulu or, or possibly in the, uh, Amazon Prime. In in order to get the crows to look the same in their profile or whatever, I'd probably go Danny Glover. No, Donald Glover. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't do much <laughs> there for yourself. I'm too old for this shit, Riggs. <laughs> I'm too old for Spy vs. Spy. Too old for Spy vs. Spy, Riggs. Or, or do you just go full, or do you just lean into it and you cast Danny Glover and Mel Gibson? Yep. It's, 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 some say that Spy v. Spy is like Lethal Weapon 7. Right. With like, yeah. That's really it. They're, they're still, they're still like chasing Jet Li. Mr. Joshua. Right. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> you bring back every, every arch nemesis of Riggs yep. and Murtaugh. Yep. Hold on, my son doesn't care that I'm talking on a microphone. He's going to come all the way over to me and ask me a question. Hold on. What's the question? Find out. Wrong answers only. I uh, remind me I have a story to tell you about my youngest. Uh, okay. You got tell me a story about your youngest. Yes, she woke up this morning in a British accent. <laughs> Outstanding. Excellent. 
Cheerio. I'm, I'm yeah, and it was like, but it's like a a bad six year old girl's British accent, right? And I gav. Yeah, it's very yes, yes. Well, how and why, and more importantly, why? They're watching this show, her and Josie. It's on uh, Netflix Kids. I think it's called Free Rain, R E I G N, like a like for yeah. a horse. Yeah, I think my daughter watched that at one point. She watches all uh, those horse shows. Like, it's like the premise is there's like a uh, like a boarding school on an island. But they just teach you to like ride horses. Okay. But but the kids range from like nine to eighteen at this boarding school, and there's oh, all those prison camps for kids. Yes, yes. But there's all sorts of like preteen hijinks, mm. but like. Scooby Doo level preteen hijinks, like horse thievery, and um, like I've definitely seen my daughter watch this show. It's like point. it's I very much it like now. remember when remember when Jesse Spano took the caffeine pills and freaked out, and it was supposed to teach kids about drugs. Yeah, that's a that's a powerful episode. Yeah, there's there's study. There's things like that in this show. We're like, wait, hold on a second. He's he thinks he's a wizard and that's why he's poisoning all the groundskeepers. It's like, what? And then of course, and then of course, at the end of the episode, and at the course of the end of the episode, everybody's like, it all resolves itself. And then until next week, when more hijinks at the horse farm prison yeah. camp, after when, the, when the fifth grader is, is hawking horse tranquilizers. Right. But they're all like British. So I think that's why she woke up talking like these girls in this show. And did, how long did it stick? Through well, breakfast? Cons- uh, cons- like, because when, when I, I, my wife isn't very happy with me because I was feeding into it this morning. And Naturally. my wife teaches my daughter. She's her teacher. And uh, I had her saying things like, I just don't like that Neville Chamberlain. And, and the worst thing we can do is appease Hitler. And and so that's what she was saying all day at school. That's I such just, an organically wonderful <laughs> prank. I just don't like that Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> I incepted some oh. British tea marm into the kindergarten class today. Uh, I don't know why I've never thought to do that. <laughs> I'm Fun. not proud of it. You kind of are, though. I'm, I am very proud of it. Mm. <laughs> She's, I walked in, I was like, hey, J- hey, Avi. And she said, like, hello, daddy. And <laughs> Natalie was like, enough. Good morning, governor. <laughs> enough. <laughs> she has to stop. She's been talking about Neville Chamberlain all day. <laughs> 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 uh, which is an old timey sentence indeed. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. If only you could oh, make man. that like a recurring prank, like you, you get her into a different accent every couple of weeks or so. You know, you give her yeah. some time to prime up on it. Really like, get, have her like, watch uh, Peaky Blinders and then. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know what's a good one with an Irish, with more of an Irish brogue, but you well, get a little she- Irish. 
when she goes to school and, and cuts a girl with her razor hat. <laughs> like, oh shit! Well, no, I just, want, I just wanted her to do the accent. <laughs> Talking about the troubles because she was watching Dairy Girls. You ever watch John Wick to pick up a good Russian accent? No, I just listened to uh, episodes one, two, and three of Zar Nicholas was a dick on Behind the Bastards. Oh, those guys are they, they are, are they're killing it. Do it. They are they really straight are. killing it. I uh, like that dude. I can't think of his name, but like that could I I use may. some more of him. He's, he's I, got a good... I, I actually tweeted him the other day to tell him how <laughs> fucking baller he was doing on the podcast. Did he respond? Yeah, he did. Oh, nice. He said, uh, uh, I said, you're absolutely kidding. Uh, you're absolutely killing it on Bastard's Pod. And he said, killing it harder than spoiler redacted. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they, they do a good, uh, a good German and, and Russian type of broguish oh, thing. Nick, I hate to. What I know it? how much you love what I'm about to tell you. Craig didn't it, work? Nope. Uh, it's been confirmed. Nick Cage's Ghost Rider will make a cameo in Doctor Strange in a multiverse of madness. Christ. <laughs> <and> cartoon. Excellent. <laughs> There's just no... But I'm, mm-hmm. Perfect evidence of madness. Some yeah. high-level fuckery right there. The perfect evidence of madness. That's a great show title. It actually is. Darn it. I know. I wanted to go with I L H T P A W T P A E N, but <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do it. We had big we had big plans for this week. We were gonna talk about uh virtual reality and uh augmented reality and and how much no one wants to actually experience the metaverse. But uh, I think we made the right decision waiting for Rob on that one. I think he's the only one of us who actually wants to experience the metaverse. Yeah, it's his, it's his passion. See, I, I, think, I think we all want to. Yeah, not, yeah. Not the I mean, we all want to in the cool verse, way, no. but not in the, the no. way that it's being presented to us. I have no I interest in, in, in being the involved we'll in anything later that, when Rob's that back. spilt his seed in. Um. That's a shame because I really would like you to get an Oculus. That's not. A, is that a Facebook product? I think yeah. find, finding out that the Oculus fucks in my room. Well, that's why. That's why the yeah. Well, yeah, the Oculus can scan your room. Right. Yeah, I don't love that. And it can see the products you have in your room, and then it I can, have to create a room for for doing VR in. Yeah, it's sterile. Sterile. Or only, only do it in my dated bathroom. I'm. I'm just saying. It's fucking fucking rad. Or you get the Oculus and then do it in a room filled entirely with Google products. (laughs) So they know you're one of them. It'll just shut off. One of them. One of them. (laughs) Access to virtual reality denied. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I. We bought a game, our first actual game on the Oculus, and it is. Nick, you would fucking love it. I didn't even know it did games. I thought it was just oh, a yes. jerk in or something. And it's, really know. it's very easy to get yourself to where you forget that you're just in your living room. <laughs> uh, that's sort of scary. 
but I guess the point. Yeah, I missed the point. I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind like one of the like Jedi lightsaber sims. I would probably be lying if I didn't say I'd oh, the one be that's all like about Guitar that. Hero, but swords. I just assume they have one. I don't know if there is one, but like oh, gotcha. Something sword fighty, lightsabery would be pretty pretty cool. I'm a the one I have is basically you're just you're a John Wick type, and there's an endless onslaught of people coming to kill you. Oh, like okay, is it fist combat or weapons or both? Oh, um, so the one I just did tonight, um, uh, I it starts you're just it's just your hands and there's like an uh, there was an axe floating in the air and when you grab the axe you are uh, in the shit. And you're in like a warehouse and there's a dude with a shotgun to your left and there's another dude with a pistol running at you to the right. And you throw the axe at the dude with the shotgun, then you pick up his shotgun, then you shoot the dude on the left. And then you grab the bottle and you smash it over the next guy's head and then you jump over the barrel. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. It is. They have different skins for it. Could you like find out how many geese you could kill or kindergartners? That was what I was going to talk about on our VR show is that, yes, we you could. Well, I, was don't David. Think, no. I don't think I had a kid in my class named Dave. That's a weird thing to think of. That feels right. That feels well. It's like a, uh, it's like a Gen X name, and a like uh, a young millennial name. In my, I'm mind. an old. old I don't care. No, but technically. I think technically I'm a I'm a Gen You're a Gen Xer. X. Yeah, Gen I X. Yeah. Gen Y is what? Uh, I think Gen Late Y is 80s. just another Late name 80s. for millennials. Yeah, and and, and Gen it. Gen Z is the current generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one's well, the nihilist? I think the I think the uh, babies uh, being I, born now are like uh, Gen Alpha. I believe it's the millennials or the nihilists. And the Russians. I think, like we're absurdists. <laughs> I think you're absurd. I think Gen the Doomers, the, the kids the now that behind us are the Gen nihilists. Zs are the nihilists, right? Yeah, I think so. Personally. I don't think they have the capacity to be anything. Some That's of them are. Someone, someone says, "Prove to me this chair exists," and you write, "What chair?" and walk out of the room. Right. You write, Boy, "I am." You write, "I am Groot." <laughs> just then, just <laughs> leave. fuck off to the wind. Just, then you scram. Scram, and it's going to warm by three degrees Celsius. Why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Chair scraping against tiles sound. I'm pretty sure that's what Gen Z does. I don't, I don't know for sure. Imagine teaching them. Oh, it's got to be so hard. I would Uh, not teach them without a. I would not teach them in a box. A blank without blanket immunity. Yeah, I couldn't be a teacher. I'm on record. That's saying I could never, ever be a teacher. It's hard enough being a coach of youth sports. I could coach, I could teach maybe like kindergarten, like really young kids. But then my tolerance, I've learned that my tolerance level snaps around age seven for any of them. Little bastards. <laughs> including yeah. my own. Just when totally. they can learn to talk back. Totally including my own. And mean it. Honestly, it's not even probably the... Uh, the talk back that's the most they're just intolerable little shits 
<laughs> I had a kid today. We went to a wrestling match last night, and he insists on doing this one thing. And it's like the wrong thing to do, right? Poop in his hand, throw at the opponent? Pretty much. <laughs> and Classic wrestling move. And I went to him today and I said, hey, when you get in this situation, you do this wrong thing. This is what you need to do. And he said, got to tell you, coach, I'm really good at the wrong thing. And I said, well, you <laughs> lost. I said, you, you did it last night and lost. He goes, I'm getting better at it. And I have to practice it to get great at it. And I said, you could be, you're going to be the best at losing. And he was like, someone has a, to be. He's like, not so, if I, perf- not if I perfect this move. And I said, uh, you know what? Grader? Eighth grader. It's greater. I said, you know what, man? I said, there, I said, there you go, bud. Uh, rock on. I, I can't waste. I can't waste any more time on you. Is he trying to do the thing where he like uh, where they're square off and he tries to time the jump over the guy's back and like slide yeah. into the? Is he trying yeah. to do that one? Pretty much. Yeah, it's a fuck move. Mm-hmm. That's like the uh, the 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 kid, and I speak. In in the broad sweeping sense, because I'm pretty sure you had one too, because you coached baseball mm-hmm. at a young age. But like I had the kid, and we're talking like eight, nine, ten years old ish. You know, the kid who insists on like walking up to the plate, banging the plate with his yeah. bat twice, and then getting in the most obnoxious wind up stance ever. Yeah, that's totally wrong. Oh, with the bat way and then, too high, and it, yeah, like, and then just swinging out like of his shoes, tail, just yeah, and and yeah. just never hits anything, strikes out yep. constantly, won't take a walk, and and every game practice, you pull him aside, you break it down piece by piece, don't do this, 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 and this, and just kind of walks up, gives you the stink eye, and then just fucks off. The second like I see, kid. the second I see the. The I'm gonna chop wood, but the wood is this fucking home plate. Mm-hmm. I I lose my I lose it's, my I like I grind my molars together. It, it it's intolerable pet peeve. I've never known a kid who hits the ball that does that the, the, the pounds. Yeah, right. Totally. I'm fine with like your little uh your little pre swing ritual. Whatever that is, you know, if it's sure. if it's wiggling your fingers to keep your hands fucking loose enough on the, you know, so your group, your grips loose. If it's, you know, tapping the insep of your right foot with your bat before you bring it up and put it on your shoulder. I don't care what it is. But when I see that, I go, all right, there we go. This kid's going to swing at the first three pitches he sees. And I'm also not a big fan of don't be step out of the box after every pitch and hold your arm up. Like the, the don't be because that you've guy. seen Wilson and, Contreras do it three yeah, times. Do, you're, do, let's not do that in the coach pitch league that we're in here, Chauncey. <laughs> it's, it's coach pitch. Yeah, uh, because shit, it's not I, you that's going to get in trouble. Uh, about two more innings of this, I'm going to walk over and punch your dad right in the throat. Oh man! Speaking of baseball, and this, I I read a great article. I should have shared oh, it with you. Hold on, Happy Gilmore's here. That's the hop, right? It's uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, it's a hand. Uh, <laughs> you're being very generous with the length on that handy. Oh, thanks, Ben. Sorry, where were you? No, you continue, please. She was she was doing a handy motion, but given like a, a like a 
27 inch stroke. I was like, that's oh. <laughs> powerful. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> Who have you been speaking to? Um, I, I was reading this article about the, it was like the 2012 Rhode Island state championship or whatever. Right. Are we talking and baseball? Baseball. Or wrestling. And they were talking about how the, the author of the article uh, through all his research, could find the longest play, meaning from a ball hit off the bat, put in play until um, an out or outs have been recorded to the point where the pitcher's back on the mound. The longest okay. play he could find is 26 seconds. Which High is base- or Little League? Uh, Major League Baseball. Major League. Okay, I'm sorry. Which is a lo- 26 seconds doesn't seem long, but that's a long that's time. A t- t- that's like. It's got to be two errors at least. Right. I mean, that's errors. That's um, maybe there's a, a, a pickle between second and third. Something. Yeah. Well, they talk about that. And then he talks about how the this coach that, he's, that is the focus of the story got a pamphlet called uh, Baseball's Trick Plays. And there was a lot of the, you know, the one where the like a hidden ball trick. Right. Right. Or um, the one that you've seen uh, on YouTube, I'm sure, where it was in college. The pitcher goes to pick off the guy at first, but he doesn't throw the ball. And the whole dugout goes nuts like the ball squirted away from the first baseman and is rolling out to right field. And so I haven't seen that one. That sounds hilarious, though. Well, it's it's all practice. So the the team that's on defense is in the dugout behind first base. They're they're the visitors. Yeah. It only works if it's um, right. Visiting team. The pitcher fakes like he throws the first. And of course, the guy dives back head first. He doesn't see where the ball goes. The first baseman jumps like it went over his head and starts running in the right field. And the whole dugout starts pointing in the right field as if they're saying, hey, the ball is going out there. Well, the guy who's running pops up and he's going to take off for second. Well, as he's running the second, the pitcher just turns around and flips the ball to the second baseman. Tag, <laughs> tag, you're out. I would be. I'd be so irate. As the other team's manager, I mean, I would, I would probably, I mean, I I won't say what I do, but it would be unsportsmanlike. That's while that's hilarious. That's, in my opinion, that's very bush, like trickery to that level. Well, one of the things this guy talks about is you can't get away with that in the pro game, and little and little or little league. Well, in little league, you have a riot. It's also not the place for it because you're there to teach. That's what it's there for. It's an instructional league. He says high school baseball is where this fits, where you could do trick plays because these kids are all athletes. They can all hit 80, 90 mile an hour pitching. And you should, but, but it's, there's still like a non serious amateur vibe to the game. Um, Fair. In the state championship. 1% of them are going on to professional. In the state championship this year, this coach called for a play called Skunk in the Outfield. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm already subscribing, unfortunately. One to no outs in a tie ball game, or really at any time, no matter what the score, runners on first and third. So in Little League, Joe, for I'll explain this to you like you're a child, not to do, not to yeah, 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 no, ridicule but I'm, you, but I'm the right demographic for this. So if you have a if, if you have a runner on third and a runner on first, a lot right. of times in Little League, what'll happen is the guy on first will run towards second. He's gonna steal the base. Yeah. 
hoping that they try to throw him out. Because the second they throw the ball to second base, the guy on third is going to try to score. Right. That makes sense. Right. So there's like a delayed steal from third. You try to wait to see what they do about second base. And if they don't try to throw the second baseman out, he just he's on second base. Now you have two guys in scoring position instead of just one. Right. To the point where uh, in like up to at least 10 to you, which is where we played last year, they don't allow the runner from third to go home on a pass ball just right. to avoid that. But I think Correct. once you get to like 12 view, it's anything it, goes. It, but. In 12 view, it's pretty much anything goes. And so <laughs> you'll are like my team. My guys know that if there's, if, if your teammate's standing on third base, whether you, if you hit the ball, you're going to, you're, you're going. If I tell you to, if you stop at first, you're going on the very first pitch. We're, we're just going to go because our guys know that that's what you do. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it explains a rule about baseball that I didn't know. Ooh, I th- okay. I th- like I th- 152 pages. It's not surprising you missed one. I thought the baseline was the imaginary straight line between bases. So did I. Not, not really. Not really, the, no. The baseline is where the runner is and then a straight line from the runner to the base he's trying to achieve. That's the baseline. Interesting. If no one is actively trying to tag the runner out, there, he can do whatever he wants. There is no baseline. Yeah, he can he can run loops or zigzags or whatever. Except on, to avoid a tag. Runners on first and third, pitcher steps on the mound. They run the skunk in the outfield. The guy who's on first base runs straight into right field. Okay. I've never seen it. Nick's never seen it. No, it I mean, why would it? It doesn't happen. Right. Luckily for this team in this scenario, the umpires were good umpires and they knew the rule. If no one's trying to tag him, there is no baseline. So he can go anywhere he wants. He doesn't have to stay in some imaginary straight line between first and second base. So he takes off into right field, hoping that the pitcher panics because he's never seen it before and tries to throw to first or tries to throw out to the right fielder or tries to run after him to tag him out. Amazing. The second he does that, the guy's going to be sent from third on a delayed steal. And if the guy gets almost out to right field before he realizes, oh shit, that guy's probably scoring from third and he makes the throw home, the throw is now much longer than it would have been and therefore takes more time to get to home plate, giving the runner a better chance to score. Right. It's the skunk in the outfield. The guy who's on first base becomes the skunk. But, all right, so devil's advocate here, and I'm not, maybe you don't know, because I don't know. At what point, what's the parameter for being, no, no, what's the parameter for being engaged to be tagged? So, like, if somebody, if if, if the the ball starts coming towards you, if the pitcher runs and he passes, like, the first to second, you know, quote-unquote baseline, now he's... Now the runner should be out because he is avoiding no. the tag. No, the runner then creates, then if he starts to run back towards first, there is a baseline that is a straight line from the runner to the base he's trying to achieve. 
So if he starts running back towards first, now there's a baseline. If he starts running towards second, now there's a baseline. It's a line created between him. But and is he allowed base. to just go run around and do circles nope. in the outfield? As not if they keep if no, because once he starts taking off for a base, or once they start going to tag him, he starts taking off for a base. Then, if he were to then like stop and run back into the outfield, he then just ran out of the baseline. Ah, oh. which is why he ran out into he ran away from the bases and kept running. When he got about halfway out to right field, he's turned and started walking backwards. He never stopped. Therefore, if he were to start moving again, would have created a baseline. He just kept moving out in right field in a big parabolic arc. He would have walked all the way to left field. But eventually, the pitcher just got back on the mound. And so what happened is the pitcher came off the mound, said, what's going on? His coaches were yelling, don't throw the ball, don't throw the ball. Fans, some fans were confused, started saying he should be out because they didn't know the rule. Some some fans are cheering it on because it's just fucking crazy. The the runner on third's not doing anything. He's waiting to see what happens. And the pitcher was smart enough. He just stood off the mound and then just stood behind the mound and just stood there. 170-some seconds later, the guy just walked back to first base and the guy got back on the mound and threw his pitch. It didn't achieve anything. It just made the whole entire, it was just, they just sat there and he just stared at him for almost three minutes. And then finally the guy just started walking back to first because he realized he's not going to do anything. And the guy jumped on the mound and they pitched. It just, it could have, it, it could have gone on like for like, it could have been Quidditch. That's amazing. There's no tie. There's no shot clock. There's no time. It is weird. If that happens in a professional game and you're in the stands, is it not the only baseball story you tell the rest of your life? Yes. Oh, it'd be up. It'd have been like like this last season when Javier Baez ran back to home from first. If you were there, you'll never forget that. Hell, I I just saw it on TV. I'll never forget seeing it. Right. As a Little League coach, I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) But no, I yeah. just, that, that article was, it was fucking wild. And I had never, I had never, I didn't know that rule. I thought the no, baseline I was, I thought the baseline I, I was. I knew there was some variance to it, that it wasn't just like the line in the dirt, but I didn't know it was that, that was that broad. Yeah. The coach actually says he, re, uh, he regrets ever calling it. Um, Cause at a certain, the crowd ended up getting like a minute in, Fancy. the crowd was getting like angry and it was really just embarrassing his runners. Um, it just became kind of an embarrassing thing and it took away from the state championship game. Um, and it, you know, it, it, his team ended up losing. Um, oh, it, it kind of no. took all the wind out of their sails. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he just, he regrets doing it now. And he's now the coach who it's known as the, the, the play that broke baseball. And so he's like, that's, you know, I'm a baseball fan and that's what I'm known for. I fucking I, I broke baseball. Yeah, it it, it really bothered him. <laughs> well, obviously it didn't break baseball because most people haven't heard of it. So I'm I'm sorry. That was the saddest finale I could possibly give you. Oh, I didn't even know we were playing that game. Um, See how I did that to you? That was I nice. liked it. That was well done. Wow. I even I I you know I I, I did that was the whole hero's <laughs> journey there. Was really that was a, yeah, we, we that was a story train. We came back. We're the same. 
Yeah. Different. Yeah, you've you've changed. It was sad at the end, but mm-hmm. there was hope. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, my well, sad finale. When you start talking sad finales, I realize that there's not it probably needs more parameters cuz is it season finale? Is it series finale? Series is it, finale? Is it, is it uh, a movie grouping finale? I think it probably needs to stick with television, but you know, do we are we looking at just a an episode finale? Could it, could it be like the last a, the last episode of a character on the show? You know, like when Desmond yeah, uh, so. knocked on wood. I could spoil Lost, right? I think I mean, at the, this point, I think the statute of limitation is up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you can make a case. I think you can make a case for any of those, and then put it I up think, for the judges. I like think when we, we do pick, our March Madness bracket. What if we do it in a draft style, like uh, like Paprika does? What if we had a what if we had a what if we had an episode where we had a best series finale, best season finale, best uh, final scene for a character. Ooh. And, and, and then keep it television only, right? Keep it television only. And, and it's saddest, not best, sorry. And, right. Uh, right. and it's, it's a draft. So obviously if I pick it, you can't. And then we, uh, we let the I listeners doubt, decide... Well, out we'd have that much overlap that's such a huge we, pro- we probably we probably wouldn't but then we let the listeners decide who had the best draft we'll keep it uh we'll keep it anonymous who said what oh interesting fun i think so i'm intrigued i'm trying to think of what character's death was most impactful in a sad way right yeah, that's what makes it so hard. Like, it's still such a huge pool to fish in. Character death, impactful in a sad way. Um, okay, so what jumps to mind, it, this is weird, but um, Dr. Green on ER. Yeah. I remember that. That jumps to mind as, like, sticking with me and sort of surprising in its time period. That was pretty um, powerful. Um, impactful but not sad. I've got in my head, so that doesn't fit the bill. Yeah, we, the sadness is the part that that sticks or is supposed to stick. We got to have um, uh, not Penny's boat. See, that was okay. That was Charlie's death was impactful, but I don't know if it was sad. Oh, I was. It made me sad. For what? What show? Uh, Lost. Lost. When Charlie dies. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, it, it was sad. No, you're right. I mean, it was he had, sad. He had all those. He had that the series of episodes about like the moth and and all this stuff, and and then they brought his story to a close. Very sad. Yeah, I would. I would like to think on that more. <laughs> be be good. I'd also. I I would like to do a. Oh shit! We were gonna do a honey heist at some point. I was just gonna say we should do a heist draft, but we we haven't done a honey heist this season. It's early. Yeah. Did we do one last season? I don't even remember. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Holiday. We, uh, we were the uh, rats. We were trying to uh, steal oh, the. Oh, uh, that's right. Means of production from the yeah. proletariat or whatever. I forgot. I, I think there was a Jewish crocodile, but don't quote me on that. 
Nazi crocodile. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> I mean, which doesn't mean it couldn't have been half Jewish and and the Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Joe! What are you geeking on this week? Um, gosh, probably uh, the fact that my kombucha is done. Oh, how is it? It's delicious. I uh, I chose just to ferment the tea and not do a second ferment. Um, so it's not fizzy and there's no like lemon flavor or whatever, but it's this like delightful, tangy, kind of sweet, mostly sour, um, just a delicious green and uh, I think oolong tea. So. so the whole time you were doing that, like when you told me the first time, I had it in my head that you were making kimchi. Me too. And I oh, realized so it's the, not the, the same thing. Cabbage. And so this whole conversation that we're having uh-huh. just now is like, uh, yeah, and I was like, that's a weird kimchi, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fair. That's fair. It really is. <laughs> so no, that's no, on me. Uh, you were you were clear the first time. I'm just yeah, my bad. It's fair. I think it's from the same area of the world. Both begins with a K. Both fermented. I get it. Neither one I would consume. Oh, kombucha is delicious. It's just me. But I'm especially excited about this one. I've never, I mean, it's the first time I've made it myself, so that's nice. And then uh, I'm just excited by the fact that uh, all the kombuchas I've ever tried have flavoring added to them. So, like, there's a second fermentation with, like, lemons or or ginger, pineapple, um, which is all great, and and I enjoy it. But it means that uh, I'm the only person who can enjoy it in my house. Because my wife doesn't like carbonated things. Ouch. And so this way she gets to drink it and enjoy it. And I get to drink it and enjoy it. And that makes me happier. So. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, Nick, what are you kicking on this week? Uh, baseball's trick plays. And yeah, no kidding. Rules. Um, you know, that, that. I kind of want to learn more about that now. Uh. Let's see. We watched we watched the first episode or two of Yellowstone after peer pressure. So I'm I'm doing this mixed bag where I'm like two episodes into four different series <laughs> and not emotionally invested in any of them yet, but slightly intrigued. But that was the wife and I, so um we may uh we may Yellowstone. I've heard that's good. And then my daughter, my youngest, the little one, has really decided to go all in on Encanto. So that's been on loop for she's <laughs> been a little crazy. bit sick this week. So I've probably seen at least the musical numbers of that a dozen times in the last five days. So I'm having one of those things where I like am waking up to like the earwig of different Encanto songs and things. Mm-hmm. And now I know the words. So, um, yeah, it's a, not a powerful geekery, but it's where I'm at. Dig it. Uh, right. you know, it's a fun thing about, uh, that I learned about Encanto is, um, yeah. in the song, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, mm-hmm. the style of, of music that they're actually participating in where they all sing different parts and yeah. uh, it creates a chorus. It's actually called a madrigal. A madrigal, which yeah. is their last name. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's neat, isn't it? 
I think that, that has another term too, though, for the the musical side of it, because I only know that because we went to a band concert for my kid earlier in the week, and the band director made a point of saying that one of the pieces they were playing was like that, but no lyrics. So it, it has another word too, unless that's just like the style in in Hispanic music, because you know, madrigal being a yeah, a, a, probably a Latin root word. Either way, cool song. Soundtrack's mm-hmm. grown on me. I didn't care for it the first time I watched the movie, but <laughs> it's uh Stockholm comes for us all. But boy, doesn't it? The late show the old, title. It's the old, <laughs> the old Ron Burgundy effect. It's either a Nobel Prize or a trap. Yeah, also a good show title. Yep. Uh, just keep writing. Uh, Rye, right. how about you? What are you geeks on? So a uh, friend of the show, Uncle Tom, has implored Ooh, me to listen God. to an album I remember listening to when I was uh, very young, and I haven't listened to again. And uh, it's Willie Nelson's uh, Redheaded Stranger. Okay. And uh, I think uh, you guys would in- enjoy it in a very weird way because it is not – I thought it was just an album. Right? It's just songs right. put together. Doing uh, like spoken word poetry or No, it's a they're all songs, but it's a story from start to finish. Song one being the introduction to the story and the last song being the culmination of the story. Really? That is the yep. thing I like in an album. And it um uh it it changes from a third person omnipotent narrator uh in some songs, and it's the same narrator when that narrator shows up in a song to a first person, uh, the actual uh, perspective of the redheaded stranger. Um, and it tells a story of uh, adultery and uh, grief and murder and finding uh, uh, forgiveness in oneself and closure and moving on. Nice. It's really, really cool when you realize the, the Coen Brothers-esque twist in the plot. Oh. Yeah. Well, now you spoiled uh, it. Now the redheaded this. stranger is very Ballad of Buster Scruggs esque. Oh, my wife will hate that. Uh, <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> no, I'll love it. But you won't at all. And Tommy loves the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, loves Willie Nelson. And this is a weird marriage between the two. This is um, a weird Tommy and the, I are in the same circle of the Venn diagram moment. The album is only 33 minutes long. I see that. 33 it's, minutes and 41 seconds. Where can one consume it? Spotify, uh, probably just on YouTube. Um, it is uh, a series of like, I think the longest song is three minutes. Most songs are like a minute 14. It's really weird. Um uh, I've been geeking on the Red Hat Stranger. I listened to it twice today because it's just so quick and I'm trying to catch every little nuance now that I understand that it's not just a collection of songs. Um, it's pretty deep. It's fucking brilliant, actually. And uh, uh, there's whole essays on it online, which I've now found and I've fallen down some weird rabbit hole. So Wonderful. I also think yeah, it would make that, a fantastic, a fantastic Netflix movie. Written thoughts about it. Fuck off. I think you could make it a, a, a like a Netflix movie, like an Oscar Beatty Netflix movie. I'll check it out. That sounds fairly interesting. It's a, hey, if you got a half hour drive to work or something, throw it on. It's really cool. 
so yeah I'll do it the I, other I, hour and <laughs> behind the bastards uh i'm I don't caught know. up a lot of I people bet. are saying that there's a podcast called cold that is really good uh really lk oh, lk posted a facebook post about hey i'm getting ready to do a craft project uh what are some of y'all's podcasts you listen to preferably ones with lots of episodes and a lot of people are saying cold. Did I was looking into it. Just uh, Geekcast Live tour. Yeah, I, I said I know a I know a guy who's recorded 389 episodes of a podcast. So about half of them are palatable too. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm and then I got to not to slap my own back, but I thought I think this season's been really good. And for this yeah. season's first banter cast, guys, I think we did a good job. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think we have a horse title anywhere from it, but. No, there work. is there. I could just put a horse at the end of one of these, like um, uh, Nobel Prize or trap horse. <laughs> <laughs> just like some sort of fucking ratchet donkey. Oh, we did. Well, we do. We did have the Duke of Donkey Sauce. So. Oh, you did say That's the true, Duke of yeah. Donkey Sauce. I don't. I don't. Think, I think it's been eclipsed several times over for sure. I'll go title, ahead. And, I'll go ahead and put it on the show. The list, though, just you know. Yeah. So at least when, we have some kind of equine presence. It's hard presence. to go with Duke of Donkey Sauce when we've created an acronym that says, I learned how to pleasure a woman thanks to Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> you feel like your wasn't your wife doing like an Air Jack the Equine Presence? She was. Hey, yeah. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Fire. Is Air Jack one word or two is the only question. I don't know. Not autocorrect or Daryl. I think I think it's one word when you're doing the the masturbatory. It's two words when you're trying to like lift a car. Mm. Ah, yes. I yes. think. Well, if this if you like this sophomoric attempt at humor, um, no, we're better than that. This was at least junior. Yeah, this year. was like at least yeah, AP chemistry. At yeah, least. yeah, not AP chemistry two. No, fine. Come no, on. we're not. I we're not, like but broke that down doctors. into some drunken white grammar. Myself. Was was that drunken white grammar? Yeah, I said drunken white, but I like that. Oh, because drunken white grammar was going to be my second hip hop. I I wrote it's down just Kelsey grammar isn't after it? one pound sterling. <laughs> one pound sterling is such a great. <laughs> that's such a great <laughs> name. <laughs> When I rap, that, uh, that, that shall be Is it me. one L-B or is it O-N-E space P-O-U-N-D? Is it spelled no, it's, out? It's, it's O-N-E pound sign. Oh, but together. There's no space between the E and the pound sign. Probably not. One pound sterling. Yeah. Fuck it. You actually, the hashtag, you actually pronounce it pound. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the youths are going to be confused. Yeah, but right. so are the booms because they're going to say one money sound. <laughs> well, yeah, or or yeah, Roman numeral one LBS sterling. It doesn't work either. <laughs> one pound sterling is so good. <laughs> oh, shit. If you liked what you heard tonight, please get on your podcast aggregating app. Give us five stars. Uh, tell us what our, we don't care what your rap name is. Tell us what you think our rap names are. It's a really good one. And reach out to us on the socials and wish, wish uh, Rob Bass a speedy recovery from his, uh, what does he have? Whooping cough? Tonsillectomy. That's the one.
So hopefully I'll be back and better than ever uh, next week. Indeed. Find In us the on the socials. Find us on Facebook or Twitter or Spotify, searching Geekcast Live. Go to our uh, Patreon page. Yeah. Search Geekcast Live and, you know, tithe. Accurate. Do that. We appreciate it. Yeah. Go GCLthreadless.com uh, is a place you can find the things that Joe was going to talk about. GCL.threadless.com. Yeah, gcl.threadless.com. You can now get yourself a shirt that says uh, Dummy Thick Steely Boy. So Really? Yeah. Sounds like one of the K-Man's uh, bocce league all-stars. But Dummy Thick Steely Boy. That was my first thought, yeah. I think it was. Late show title. <laughs> See you in hell, everybody. Call your grandpa. Donkey shame. Call somebody's grandparents. It's not mine. I don't like you. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds. I don't know if that's their official website. That might be porn. Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower. <laughs> that's a Grumpkin's flight right there. That's from, what is that, Charleston? Uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from Thereaways, Three Finger Emily, we love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person, but the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. Check this.